Hi, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, the space where we talk about topics related to intimacy, relationships, desire, and of course, pleasure. I'm your host, Ailsa Kepi, a somatic sex educator, therapist, and a lifelong student of the body-mind-spirit connection. You can find out more about me and my programs and services on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Today, I really am excited to share with all of you um, the new and emerging field of somatic sex education. I've just graduated from the program. It takes about two years to go through the program. Um, It's a new profession and, you know, I I feel that it's kind of a edgy place to put together these words somatic sex education in one in one phrase that kind of pushes all our buttons in our western culture i'm here with declan today and he's uh getting into the meat of the program right now as well so he's got uh some thoughts on how he sees this emerging profession um moving forward and you know i just want to uh kind of acknowledge that this word you know somatic meaning in the body touching feeling sensing uh, is already something that our culture is just coming to terms with and the word education being an opportunity to actually bring up these topics that used to be in the closet that nobody talked about and actually allowing them to be talked about to you know if you have questions about sex or intimacy or your body or your gender that we could actually have places to go and get educated about this and of course, the word sex has always been, uh, you know, uh, edgy, and you know, it, it, everyone's interested in it. Nobody wants to talk about it. We've talked, we've had a previous episode all about that. Uh, so Declan's here with me today too, and um, why don't you just open us up with what your thoughts on becoming a somatic sex educator? What does that mean to you? How do you see that in the world? My personal journey came from a, a, a really heavily influenced by religion um, philosophy around around sex, and it was you know basically not talked about, right? Let's not talk about that. So that's, and I think that's quite uh, common in our culture, the, the the Western culture. So I feel like it's really needed because it is really common. It's really a force that's been in place for a long time and I feel like we need to address it you know gently and it has to start as the word is from the soma it has to start with the self and the exploration so some of the pe- some people that come to us or the educators for assistance you know the guiding is gentle and it starts with you know, understanding the self, which is most bodily practices like Tai Chi or yoga. It's very, it's very similar. We're not directly dealing with sex, but it's still the journey into the self to figure out where you are, basically proprioception, really. Yeah, I love that idea of starting with self. You know, I think that's perhaps one of those things that, you know, scares people away from talking about sex because, oh, it's with someone else or who do I have sex with? How many people? Like, where do I find it? 
and we get kind of thrown out of our own bodily experience of um, arousal of energy moving in the body of our life force uh, so I think that's a great point. Um, have you found your studies in somatic sex education has kind of helped you to get in touch with your own soma or self in this way? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's reinforced it. And, you know, I, I, before I came to this uh, thread of, of, the, of the work, of the information and knowledge, uh, you know, I study Tantra and Tai Chi and a bit of yoga and breath work so it, it really is it really is very similar you know if not the same thing it's just really getting into your own your own journey and your own desires and your own pleasure like I decide I decide what is pleasurable for me and that's okay Mm, yeah, lovely. Lovely that it's okay. I love that term. You know, I'm okay. It's okay. What is arousing to me is okay. Um, you know, obviously, as a culture, there's, you know, we can't hurt other people, but in our own bodies, we can enjoy whatever pleasure, arousal fantasies might come up. And, you know, just being able to normalize that, to feel okay with that seems you know, now that you're saying it, I can feel my own body kind of expanding into that going, ah, oh, you know, kind of a big sigh is like, that's such a wonderful feeling, just being okay. And, and at least in my experience with uh, the heavy religious uh, influence, you know, masturbation w was was kind of shunned, you know, the self-pleasure was, was it, it kind of, like the sex itself wasn't talked about so much except masturbation was talked about and it was like oh don't do that hmm. this kind of a thing so it was like reinforcing that in a way so it is i find that really interesting it's like oh yeah of course that's that's the starting point for a lot of people is that practice to get re-in-touch to to reintroduce yourself to the world of pleasure because for many people um, that, that world's been shut off and even though they are engaging in sex in some way with another either there's a dissociation or a shutdown or or there's there's no pleasure and you're just kind of doing it for the other person or so that's that's what the that's what I'm hearing out there so it's it re I believe that it really does need to start with the self with the soma Mm-hmm. So in the in the training, um, I remember being surprised when I first started off the training. I think uh, the first one of the first uh, assignments, uh, if you will, was an exploration of gender. And, you know, I'm quite intellectual. I was good in school. I was kind of like, oh, OK, I can write about gender, you know, but it's, it wasn't a head exercise. It was, you know, we have to try on different clothes or get objects that relate to different genders and then actually um, feel what that does in our own body like how do we relate to these things and I remember being quite taken with with that idea of like it's not just in my head uh, a discussion of you know gender or trying to be you know open to other genders but it was actually a physical embodiment of that and I think that the somatic sex education training is somewhat unique in that sense of really working on the embodiment piece of each of these topics. I don't know if you remember that that particular 
exercise or does any exercise kind of stand out in your mind as kind of summing up for you what the training kind of give, gave to you? Good question. What, what, what came to me when you were saying that little piece was an exercise that we did together in the, uh, in the Kambaku world, this world of, uh, of uh, ropes related to shibari and uh, where we took off our clothes and put each other's clothes on and we tried to so it was a bit of a role-playing exercise as well so we took on the role of each other and then we continued to, to do some rope work and just tying just some mat work so it was it was really like a mind-bender it's like, oh, I'm, I'm approaching this from it. So it was kind of fun. It was playful. It heightened my sensations because I was I was taking on this role. So uh, that might have been a little bit off topic there. But <laughs> so that was outside of the curriculum that I'm that I'm currently engaged in. But but uh, I find it highly relevant. Mm-hmm. I think it's speaking to that same idea of not just understanding with our heads, but under, you know, really taking things in with our body. And to me, that really is what somatic sex education is. So if you out there have always thought of education as being school, as being, you know, study, as being on your computer or reading books, you know, this type of education of coming back to the wisdom of the body I think is is going through a re bit of a resurgence nowadays, wouldn't you say, Declan? Yes, I believe it is. And you know, of course, sex isn't new. It's all everyone's origin. It's where we all came from. It's been around. And according to my research, my studies, is that uh, in in places in the in the East where tantra and, and these Taoist practices were have been in place, it's my understanding that. A lot of the times, uh, the young men would actually go and have their first experience with another, with, with a trained tantrika, who showed them the ways, the right way to approach another, the right way to touch another. Because a lot of the times in our culture in the Western world, the, there's this overarching. Uh, theme or sense that you know the man is in charge or in control and he can just take and conquer and, and this kind of thing and that can be that can be a, uh, an empowering experience if it's done in a safe container with in a role-playing situation or if, with consent but if it's done without consent it can lead to much harm yeah I think that's speaking to a lot I think also I just want to kind of bring attention to you know you said touch in the right way and I I wanted to kind of clarify that you know is there a right way is there not a right way um you know in the somatic sex education one thing I found personally really helpful was that there was just the way that I wanted to be touched at the time and that could change there so there wasn't necessarily a right or wrong way there was just being in touch with how you did want to be touched and i'm pretty sure that's where you were going with that but i just wanted maybe you could speak to that what you meant by that yeah from a mystical experience 
from the mystics say that the only thing that we truly have is the present moment. Right. So, yes, if the touch is consensual and it's in the present moment, then it's the right touch. Mm. So how has, you know, do you, how has, how have you become aware, uh, more aware of what being in that present moment and asking and, you know, for the right touch or being able to be there for, you know, other people, you know, in the role of educator, um, you know, to be aware of bringing out in somebody else the ability to say, because I bet a lot of people out there are going, well, I, I don't know what I like, you know, until someone does it, you know. How do we begin to become aware of this right touch? How can we encourage people to uh, to be aware of their own body in that way? Yeah, I'm forgetting the exact name of the exercise. I think it was done within this container of the of the three minute game, but it was also it was kind of a precursor to that, where it was just on your own, and you had some sort of object you know it could be anything any household object that you can hold in your hand or even potentially that you could stand you know move around and rub up against a wall a lamp a, you know a scratching post you know whatever it is you can use an object to to create a sensation on your skin or even through the clothes uh, I found it for myself personally to be directly on the skin was was the best but it can look a variety of ways and it doesn't have to be one certain thing, but what it is, is what it trains us to do, or what it, it increases our awareness of the sensation on the body, and that the pleasure really is coming from within. You know, it's, yes, there, there, there's potentially an external stimulus or stimuli, but really, um, yeah, we have the we should have we're, we're trying to get to it where it's normative to yes if i want to change this particular way of touch because it doesn't feel good in the present moment then yes i'm going to stop that and i'm going to change it into something that is pleasurable or just cease it completely if that's what needs to happen or that's what feels like is going to be rewarding in the moment but i think the key is is being in the moment trying not to I mean it can be nice to have this trance like state the erotic trance and this kind of thing but does that mean we're not present yeah that I don't feel like we can get into that erotic trance if the, there's not a safe container anyways so mm -hmm. I think the, the key is having the safe container and communication around you know the soma yeah, so I feel for for myself and what I've seen in the in my colleagues in the profession of somatic sex education has been a lot of emphasis on creating safety, creating a safe container, uh, creating the skills of communication so that these types of more advanced, if you will, practices of actually touching and being touched and asking for touch or uh, working with pleasure can be um, you know explored creatively but in that safe container so for me the somatic sex educator piece is the is creating the safe container to hold people in a place where they can explore all these things for themselves without that added dynamic of what does my partner want you know when we think about 
traditionally sex and relationships, you know, there's, there's a whole other relational piece. And so quite often, as you were pointing out, it's great to start working with your own self. And I think this is, to me, what one of the things that a somatic sex educator could help it with is that initial exploration. It's very similar in a way to me for in, to martial arts training. There's the solo practice that you do on the mat on your own. And then you learn some things about yourself, posture, alignment, you know, balance, grounding, all these kind of things. And then you're like, okay, I, I, I feel like I know some things about myself. Now you find a partner, find a partner to work with. And then try and apply those things. And of course it's gonna be different because there's another person there. There's, you know, pr pressure or, or sensation being applied in a certain way, what, whatever. There's, there's an interaction with another person. It's going to be different. And then, okay, I learned something here. You take whatever it was or is that you learned and you take it back to your solo practice. And they bounce off of one another like this. So there has to, for my, as it relates to martial arts training, and of course you could just have a solo journey, but I, f I feel it's limited in, in one way or it's one, one dimensional. But these two practices of working with a partner or, or multiple partners, how, however you want that to look, and then taking whatever you learned there back to your solo practice and they bounce off of one another and you gain awareness as you go. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a nice balance. Um, for me, I think uh, I just want to be careful that it doesn't become a, I learn techniques here and I apply them here and they should work and having this whole should, would, you know, like my partner should react like this, you know, having that awareness of self, bringing that awareness to a partner who, who also could bring their awareness of self and creating something together, I think is a little bit different than a lot of us think about sex education. You know, there's a lot of information out there about, you know, up-leveling your skills but then still not being aware of the self or the body. So, you know, have you come across that in your own, in your own self or in the work at all? Yeah. You know, what I find with, in, you know, I do also a modality of body work where it's not, it's just about wellness and, and, uh, and, it's difficult. It's getting out of your own way is is I, I think what um, it's been referred to as in some you know traditions is like just you know get out of the way and let let the if the you let if you allow the present moment to unfold without any tension anywhere then it, it it's usually uh, can be a beneficial situation but it's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think getting out of your own way, I could see how that would relate to, you know, an interaction where I'm trying to be really good at sex or whatever with a partner, then I'm really getting in the way of any kind of uh, somatic experience because I'm, I'm too in my head about, am I doing this right? So. so what I feel like, what I feel like the solo practice does, and it's so important, is that it, it helps the individual to realize what it is that 
the, the, to recognize the safety factor, to recognize the safe feeling. And I feel like this is key, to recognize the safe feeling. What does safety feel like? If I'm working by myself, hopefully I've created a safe container to do the work, whatever it is, or the practice, whatever I'm working on. Now, when I, if I decide to work with a, an, another individual or a group of individuals, however that works for you, now, ch the chances, it's likely that, that the safety factor is going to feel different. It's going to feel different. So when I, when I, I, what I try to do during my solo practice is train my mind and my body to recognize safety. And when I'm working with an opponent, I try to be aware of if that feeling of safety is, is a fluctuating. I love, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because you used the word opponents and I was feeling that that may be, may be sounding a little okay. <laughs> oppositional Partner. to some people. Partner. Partner. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to say opponent. That's my martial arts background. But, and so my, with my partner or partners or whatever, the other individual or individuals. <laughs> so, you know, chances are I recommend you start with one individual unless you're already well versed in, in this kind of thing. So, but the idea is, is to, is to recognize the feeling of safety in the body and recognize when it starts to change or if it dissipates or if it grows stronger or if it grows weaker or the, what the quality of that feeling is in the body. I feel that's very important. Yeah, it sounds like a bit of a nervous system, like recognizing when you're in that learning zone where you're able to feel pleasure, be present, be curious. And if you find yourself not feeling safe, I imagine that would take you to a bit more fight or flight kind of nervous system response. So we can talk about that at a later time for sure. It sounds like a really interesting exploration of what that feels like. What does safety feel like in the body? Mm -hmm. I love that as a, as a discussion. But just sort of bring it back to what we started with, like the I'm okay, you know, in my own body. I'm okay in my, you know, how I uh, feel erotic energy. I just think that, you know, in a way, the I'm okay, you're okay kind of... Uh, you know, title from the book, you know, a few decades ago, kind of sums up somatic sex education, like coming to that feeling of safety through feeling like you're okay, just being who you are. So for today, we're going to wrap it up there. Lots of uh, interesting tangents that we will definitely hope to explore with you later on. But for me and Declan today, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pleasure for Health podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with your friends and loved ones. Let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together. Again, my name is Ailsa Kepi and you can find out more or contact me on my website www.pleasureforhealth.com. I look forward to sharing another episode with you again very soon. Wishing you a pleasure-filled day.